I've been in LA 16 years and I've lived in Beverly Hills for years and years. And now, um, I've been around very wealthy people. Um, been around rich people, been around lots of money and the nicest cars and the nicest houses. And I, I, I truly, truly believe I've seen, I've seen people with all the money in the world that are just not as fulfilled as they wish they were. Um, and they turn to other outlets, whether it be partying or drugs or whatever. Um, but it, it's, it, at the end of the day, it sounds cliche, but it's true. When you, if you have your health and if you have great family and friends, you're, you're better off than wanting anything material. Um, and I, I, I'm living proof of it. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You're listening to the Blessed for Success podcast. Hey, Blessed Nation. Thanks for tuning in to the Blessed for Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa. Welcome to season two, episode one of the podcast. I'm so excited for this new season. I got 10 episodes lined up for you guys. Um, and can't wait to get your feedback on all of it. If you have a moment, if you have, and if you haven't already, um, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and let me know what you think about the show. Today's guest was born in Paris as a son of a florist. He grew up surrounded by all things beautiful. He moved to Philadelphia at a young age and simply became known as Flowers. After playing hockey for the University of Pittsburgh, He graduated and moved to Beverly Hills, California to pursue a career in purchasing precious metals, designer jewelry, luxury timepieces, and loose stones from private clientele. As his business and inventory grew, his focus switched to private sales. Through his charismatic personality and his network of friends in the professional hockey and sports arena, he soon established himself as the premier jeweler for engagement rings, designer jewelry, and luxury timepieces for many players in the NHL and MLB. Larry Flowers' fine jewelry and timepieces continues today to cultivate relationships and offer the exceptional. He's been a recurring guest on the famous Spitting Chicklets podcast, and he also appeared in Goon 2. He's a master networker and a true master of his craft. Introducing Larry Yadan, also known as Larry Flowers. Larry Flowers, thanks for joining us on the Blessed for Success podcast. Appreciate having you here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. So I'll start the show with how I start every episode, which is at this moment in time, um, you know, on this beautiful Monday, what are the things that make you feel blessed? You know, I've, I've, I've been asked this question many times throughout my life, and my answer has always truly been the same. I'm very, very blessed in friends and family. Um, it's always been what I've put the majority of my energy into. Um, I've got an amazing family and I was, uh, I was raised in a great home and I've always valued my friendships. Uh, it's, it's a big part of my success, my friendships and my relationships. Uh, and, uh, it truly, I mean, if I had to pinpoint, uh, one thing, it would, it would without a doubt be my friends and family. That's blessed. That's awesome. Um, and so, I mean, you touched on it, but the relationships you've built throughout your career are absolutely incredible. You know, you have relationships with individuals in the NHL, MLB, uh, guys like Dominic Tomato, um, Connor McDavid, Callan DeHaan, like name brand guys who are just up there in the NHL, um, MLB. And so, you know, I remember when I first heard about you, it, it kind of struck me like a personal jeweler for NHL and MLB players. And I was like, that's, that exists. Like that's a career. That's insane. What, what do you got to do to get there? So I'd love to know, you know, like what sparked your interest in becoming a personal jeweler and what got you to the point where, you know, you're, you have relationships with these MLB NHL guys. Well, they're truly two complete separate paths. Um, starting with my, uh, my jewelry business, I got into the gold, uh, buying gold, silver, platinum, and diamond buying business uh, about uh, 10, 11 years ago. Um, 
when gold was booming and silver was booming and there was cash for gold stores everywhere, we started, uh, my, my childhood best friend and I uh, started an amazing in-home gold buying business where, you know, someone would invite their friends and family over to their home and we would cater the whole event and, uh, you know, we would buy all their gold and silver and it would be like a party, like an in-home party and the host would make a percentage on everything that we bought. And it was just, it was a fun, like two hour party. And uh, we were very successful in doing that. Um, and what happened is slowly but surely we started buying designer jewelry and loose diamonds and nice watches and we would hold on to them, things that we wouldn't melt. Um, and over the course of, of, of years, of about three years, we ended up sitting on a huge inventory of, uh, you know, again, designer jewelry, nice stuff, uh, mm-hmm. watches. And naturally, over time, when gold started kind of coming down and balancing itself out a little bit, um, we found ourselves slowly but surely getting into retail. You know, clients asking us, can you make us jewelry? Can you sell us engagement rings? Um, so it was just a natural evolution of our business to get into jewelry. Um, and the second part of your question would be my contacts, my, my network. Um, I moved to LA 16 years ago and um, I have a hockey background myself. I played hockey my whole life. I love the game. Um, and I literally ran into someone by complete chance. Uh, uh, one of, who is now my best friend. One of my best friends, his name is Cody Libel. Uh, ran into, met this guy at a poker game. I didn't know who he was. He did something that was just so beyond funny. Um, and I, I, when they had a little break, I kind of pulled him aside and I said, Hey, uh, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. He did something really funny. Um, and uh, I said, what's your name? Like you, That was hilarious. And he said, my name is Cody. So I said, where are you from? He said, I'm from Toronto. I said, hey, no way. I grew, yeah, I, that's right. And I said, uh, I said, no way. I, I, used, I grew up going to Toronto my whole life in the summers to play in a big AAA hockey tournament. He said, no way. Which one? I said, the Toronto Top Guns. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He said, you're joking. That's my dad's team. That was my team. My dad started that team. It's a huge, it was a huge AAA tournament at the time. It's not around anymore. But, um, you know, Cody comes from a very wealthy family and uh, they were very involved in sports. And his dad started this team called the Toronto Top Guns in this tournament. And my team was all select, AAA select players from the Philadelphia region. And, um, and I used to play in it every year. And he said, No way. What year are you? I said, 79. He goes, no way. Me too. What's your last name? My real last name is Yadan. My flowers has been my nickname since I was a kid. And uh, he said, no way. Mine's libel. And so we, we immediately recognized each other's names. You know, every hockey player knows each other. Wow. Um, and we immediately just became really good friends. And um, he was very, very connected to the NHL. Uh, living in LA, he's been in LA longer than me. I think he's been in LA now 18 years. Um, but he, you know, he used to train with all the, the NHL guys here in LA and uh, was again, he's very, very connected in the league. And, you know, every time a team would come to LA, uh, he would take them out to restaurants. He was very connected in LA. He would take them to restaurants. He would take them out to bars or whatever it might be. And slowly but surely he had me kind of with him at his side while all these teams, you know, on a weekly basis would come out to LA and play the Kings um, and he would entertain them. And over the course of X amount of time, He's, you know, he was married and he slowly was like kind of getting burned out on doing that. And he was like, Hey, like take these guys out. Hey, the Pittsburgh Penguins are coming out. Take them out. Hey, any team, take them out. And that went on for years. And I was just became the guy that built relationships. And, um, you know, I've always been, you know, I've always been an honest, straightforward kind of guy my whole life. And, um, that's always helped me with my relationships with friends and people. Um, I think that came across with a lot of these guys that I met. I mean, it was so cool for me. I was young. I was in like in my mid twenties, mm-hmm. late twenties meeting, you know, NHL superstars and I was a diehard NHL fan. So mm-hmm. um, it was just such a cool experience for me. And, and over time it became more than just entertaining. It became building friendships. Um, and that's exactly w- the way it happened. And so many years later now, you know, most of my best friends are either ex NHLers or guys are playing in the NHL, and I have amazing relationships in the NHL. And it kind of won my 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 jewelry background kind of meshed with my relationships. And mm-hmm. one guy buys a watch or an engagement ring, and then they tell their teammates, and then another guy, and and the thing just it was very very organic. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, I'm very very proud of that. Um, That's a sick it, story. And it's, it's, it's gotten to the point now. I was very lucky with what happened last year with, uh, 
with St. Louis and the whole play Gloria thing and then them winning the Stanley Cup. Everything's just kind of blown up from there and um, it, it's been it's it's been really a, a cool story for me. I gotta I gotta ask. I saw a picture of you hoisting that that Stanley Cup trophy. How did how did that moment feel? <sighs> I mean, it's one thing to be a player, and I can only imagine. But it's one thing to be a player and to want to hoist that thing and to have the privilege of of hoisting it. And it's really something really only a player is supposed to do. But um, but it's, as a, as a fan, you never think you're going to get an opportunity to like that i mean even if you're lucky enough to go and touch it and take a picture with it to actually hold it is something that's just a pipe dream um mm. and i was on uh, i was on the ice i was on the ice when they won the whole thing and Braden shen who's a he's a great guy and it was him it was Jaden schwartz and um steiner and alex steen and they're all just kind of hanging out and shenner looks at me and he goes you want to grab this thing and i go you're joking right and he goes ah come grab it flowers <laughs> I grabbed it and I put it over my head and it was, it was, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. If not the cool, it was, it was special. It was really, really, really special. And the whole experience, uh, we could go on for hours talking about that whole blues experience, but it was really, really special. It meant a lot to me and it's something I'll, I'll, I'll keep with me for the rest of my life for sure. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I mean, the, the, the Raptors won the championship last last year here, and I was just like, man, if I could just hoist that Larry O'Brien trophy up, that would be amazing. And you got to experience that uh, with the Stanley Cup, which is which is awesome. Um, and it just goes to show with the, you know what you just mentioned that small world connections and, and just how small this world is and, and how far you know those relationships can go. And I mean, that's what bridged those two worlds for you together. You know, jewelry and um, you know sports. NHL, MLB in specific, but um, what I'd like to know is since then, you know, that was the event that kind of kicked things off for you, but what you're, you're like a networking genius, you know, that's what you're touted as. What are some of the tactics or, you know, some of the, you've, you've mentioned it's organic, but some of the, um, you know, networking basics that you've utilized throughout your career to con- consistently grow because you span all these teams now, all these players, I'd love to know kind of what your secret is. So again, I, it goes back to me saying, uh, I use the word organic. It's an important word for me. Um, but I've always tried to be the best friend I could possibly be. Um, you know, not asking for too much, although people that are listening that know me might laugh at that, but, um, (laughs) but you know, just, just trying to just be never trying to make people feel like I was just trying to take advantage or getting more than I deserved or, you know, I'd be lying to you if I told you that there were times or things that I've done in those relationships where I kind of wish I didn't ask for certain things or, you know, it was a learning process for me too. Um, But it it really ultimately comes down to me uh, meeting people and, and trying to naturally build a relationship uh, whether it be through short conversations conversations or you know just small talk text messaging maybe there's a football game on and you know I, I, there's a guy I may have just met you know the other week and we had spoken about where he might be from and maybe you know maybe he's from Boston and New England Patriots are playing the Eagles or anyone and you know it's small talk everything starts slow and you're never going to become close best friends with anyone right out, right out of the gate yeah um so it ultimately it just guys come in town or taking guys out to lunch and showing guys that you really care uh and just being again being being yourself being yourself is very very important anyone that knows me knows the one thing i i really always try to be mm-hmm. i don't even actually try because it's just very natural for me but i'm me i mean love me or hate me i can be a little bit annoying and loud and i love to joke and i love to tell stories um but that's that's who i am and guys know that and i think guys appreciate that you know there's there's unless i'm reenacting a movie which is one of my favorite things to do i'm generally never acting yeah well what what are these guys i mean they're referring you that's how you're grow that's how you've grown to this point is like one guy tells another and they all hear about you and all of a sudden you're hoisting the stanley cup you know it's it's crazy so what are they saying about you to other people that makes everyone you know want to work with you want you to be the heart and soul of their engagement their you know that's such a big thing i'd love to know yeah no totally um i'd like to think that they're saying nice things about me um (laughs) but listen i have a i have 
I have a way that I've built my business and it's very, very important to me. Um, the jewelry business might tend to have some sort of a reputation as, you know, you don't know, customers don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're paying for. There's a lot of gray area, you know, it's, it can be, it, if you don't know what you're doing, you could be taken advantage of. I'm not saying people do that, but it, it can happen. And I've, I've, I, I've pride myself in never allowing that to happen in my life and in my business. And I think people know that. I think they recognize that I'm genuine in the way that I want to treat my people, my clients and my friends. And, um, you know, again, when it comes down to my business, I have a, I have a very specific way of doing business and my business is I love to hit singles and I love to get referrals. I ask my clients for referrals and it's very, very simple. I will never take advantage of a client. I never try to hit doubles or triples. My, my, my mentality is make a little bit of money, uh, never take advantage of a client. And I think that comes across, I think that comes across organically and, and, and obvious to my clients. And, and I, th I think naturally people want to help, you know, they want to relay their experiences. Uh, I love getting messages from people telling me what an amazing and simple experience, uh, engagement ring shopping with me was, or, um, buying a timepiece. You know, what I love about my job, love about my job is everything that I do in my career for the most part, is predicated around happiness. You know, somebody's getting engaged, somebody's buying their girlfriend a gift, somebody's buying themselves a watch. Everybody that I deal with, it's generally a happy moment. So it's, it's, it's a tremendous, uh, it's a tremendous opportunity for me to put myself into an environment that constantly puts me in a good mood, you know? Um, and so I take a lot of pride again in, in making sure that I relay that happiness and that joy to the client. You know, someone's spending a lot of money, they're getting engaged. These are very important moments in their lives and I want to make it as enjoyable and uh, seamless as possible. And I get a lot of amazing feedback from clients and people. And, and I think that's why I get so many referrals. I mean, that's basically the name of the game in this business. You know, you get one client, you get, you, you get their friends or family. Yeah. But I work really, really hard in, in trying to maintain a really special uh, experience for the clients. Yeah, and that's that's amazing to hear. And it's not just, you know, referrals, obviously, I think is common in, in that industry, in the business, but it's like you're getting referrals from these NHL players and, and that's incredible for them to speak so highly of you in, during that process, um, okay. which I think is amazing. And I mean, that must feel that must feel like something else. I, I can't... Again, again, I mean, I'm... I'm turning 41 years old in about a week um, and I'm still just a big kid at heart and I still love the NHL and I love sports and um, I, I'd be lying to you if I told you that I didn't sit back every once in a while and kind of look myself in the mirror and look at what I'm doing. It's, I, I am grateful and I love it. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, I never thought I'd be doing this ever. You know, 11, 12 years ago when I got into this business, I, I never thought I'd be doing this and uh, have the ability to sell to so many professional athletes. But listen, honestly, working with the athletes is incredible. It's, it's an amazing privilege. Um, but it's not just them. It, I get so many messages and DMs from you know, regular people that follow me on Instagram. Um, and I, you, you wouldn't believe how many people say to me, uh, hey, I'm interested in this timepiece or this watch. Uh, but if you don't answer, I understand because I'm just a regular guy. And, and I'm like, I can't believe people say that to me. Like, I'm just a regular guy. Like, I'm from Northeast Philadelphia, okay? I'm not – I didn't play in the NHL, and I'm, I'm no, I never hold myself to a standard that's, that's higher than anyone else. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like we're all on the same playing field. I treat every single client the same, whether you play in the NHL or, you know, you're a blue-collar guy, a fireman, a police officer. It's Truly, it's all the same to me. And um, I, I, I just, I can't believe how many people literally feel like they, they, they can't talk to me now. And it's like, I'm just a regular guy. And I write back, people are, they get excited when I write them back and I write them back usually immediately because that's what I do. Um, it's part of my job. Uh, so where I've, where I've come from in the last year and a half, especially the last two, two years is really remarkable for me and to look at myself and my progress in my career. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud. 
I can hear the passion in your voice and I'm sure the listeners can as well. It's your energy, your passion is there, your love for your profession it's there. And I hope that, you know, maybe when my time comes uh, to get engaged or whatnot, I'll be, I'll be looking to you to, to hook it up. So um, I'll work with you on that. You know that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, you said that the, you love the profession because it's, you know, focused on happiness and, and I'm sure you've had a number of experiences throughout your life that have shaped you to become the, the person you are and to have this focus on happiness now. Um, and, you know, uh, there are a number of obstacles that, that life hits us with. And I understand that um, at one point in time, there was an unfortunate tragedy, tragedy that, um, you know, happened with someone close to you, uh, your business top partner. Can you tell me about that and how that has shaped you to this point? Absolutely, I can. Um, so, like I said before, I got into this business because of my childhood best friend. Uh, best friend, his name is Randy. Um, we grew up together since we were kids. Uh, went to college together, the whole nine yards. And um, he's actually the one that started in the gold business in Dallas, Texas, and uh, did very well. He's a very bright guy. He's an he was an incredible human being. Very successful. Very very intelligent. Very lovable. Good looking. A great athlete, just awesome guy. Um, and um, he was the one that encouraged me to go to Dallas for six months and learn his business to eventually bring back to California. And I did that. Uh, and I lived there for six months and we learned the business. I learned the business from him and we worked together. Um, and when the time was right, about six months later, I moved back to LA and I started my own company here, Buying Gold. And of course, he, he was such a great guy. He literally said, go do it on your own. I go make all the money in the world. And I said, you know, you taught me this business. I'd love to, I want to give you a little piece of my business. So we were partners, um, in my company and things were great. We had a tremendous company. We had 15, 20 employees, uh, working for us as reps and uh, things were great. Uh, and he made a lot of money. Randy made a lot of money uh, fast and he also had, since we were young, he had the gambling uh, bug. He loved to gamble. And, um, and uh, once he had you know, quite a bit of money, and I guess he was looking for some sort of outlets, and he got involved in gambling and made some very poor decisions and lost a lot of money. And he was always a man of his word, and he ended up paying all of it uh, as opposed to running or whatever it might be. But... Um, he did get himself in some serious trouble and things kind of escalated quickly for him. Um, and, uh, thing, you know, he had two little girls and a family that, uh, he had, he had just been married for a couple of years and started a family. And so the pressure kind of mounted and, uh, you know, not to get into too, too much details, but, um, he did eventually end up uh, taking his life. Um, which was the most tragic thing I've ever gone through in my life. I've, I've been through suicide before with another friend of mine from college that was friends with Randy and I, believe it or not. Um, I've been through tons of tragedies where I grew up back home in Philadelphia, um, losing friends to drugs and other, uh, you know, other things. Um, but nothing like this, never my best friend on the face of the earth. Um, it was a, it was a tragic, tragic moment. Um, um, and it, it, I, I had to shut down my company. I had to literally file bankruptcy. I lost everything. Uh, there was a lot, he, he owed a lot of money. It's a, it was a very, very messy, dark time in my life. Um, this March 22nd will be exactly three years since that's happened, but I literally had to start from the very, very, very bottom and rebuild my entire life, um, from the ground up. Um, and it was, it was the most trying thing I've ever been a part of in my life ever. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's definitely made me stronger, but I got to say, um, other than the support of my family, um, it goes back to friendships. Uh, I have unbelievable friends and I mean, I'm rich, I'm wealthy in friends and my friends really were there for me, um, in so many ways. If it wasn't for them, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be. But um, I found out who my real friends were when that happened, and um, I'm very, very lucky. I'm luckiest man in the world. I say it all the time to have the friends that I have.
Hey there, just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. If you are enjoying what you hear, I would really appreciate it if you could head on over to iTunes for a quick minute, leave a five-star review, and tell us what you like about the show. We want this Plus for Success message to catch fire, and the only way that is possible is with your help and support. Thanks again for tuning in. Now let's get back to the show. I find that more and more I'm realizing, and I'm and I'm young, but um, more and more I'm realizing that the people around you are really what make you rich at the end of the day, um, versus the commas that you have in your bank account. And um, you know, I feel blessed to be able to say something very similar in the sense that my circle of friends are very tight. Um, I've had things happen where you do realize again who those people close to you are, and it's an incredibly enlightening moment. Um, to understand the people that are in your circle and how they make you better and, and, you know, all of that. Uh, listen, I've, uh, I've been in LA 16 years and I've lived in Beverly Hills for years and years. And now, um, I've been around very wealthy people. Um, been around rich people, I've been around lots of money and the nicest cars and the nicest houses. And I, I, I truly, truly believe I've seen, I've seen people with all the money in the world that are just not, as fulfilled as they wish they were. Um, and they turn to other outlets, whether it be partying or drugs or whatever. Um, but it, it's, it, at the end of the day, it sounds cliche, but it's true. When you, if you have your health and if you have great family and friends, you're, you're better off than wanting anything material. Um, and I, I, I'm living proof of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, experience as you said made you stronger it helped you grow a lot um and you said you had to kind of work your way up from the bottom pretty much um after that after kind of having a lot and then starting from the beginning what were the steps you took to build yourself back up how do you start from square one all over again well uh first of all it was getting my mind right um I'll tell you an amazing story, actually. Um, when I got back to LA from Dallas for the, from the funeral, um, I was in my apartment and I was just lost. Like I was like, now what am I going to do? I mean, I was in a jewelry business. I was still capable of doing business, right? But it's just like Randy was my business partner. He was the one that did all my sourcing and he did my shipping. You know, we were we were the yin and yang, you know, I, I was good at client development and he was good at the business part. Um, so I, I lost half my business. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was still able to sell, but it was, there was a challenge there, but more importantly, my mind was gone and I didn't know what to do with myself. So, um, I literally got a random phone call. No, well not random, but I got a phone call from uh, Scotty Upshaw, who's one of my best friends, my brother. Wow. Um, he is, he is the best. He's one of the best guys I've ever known in my life. And, he reached out to me and said, Hey flowers, um, we have like four home games in a row. Why don't you just, um, I'll get your flight. Just come out to St. Louis for a week. Just come put your feet up with me. We'll just chill. We'll just kind of take your mind off things and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said, yeah, of course. So literally the next day I had a flight. I went to flew to St. Louis. Um, and we spent a, a week together and it was amazing. We went to nice dinners and we sat around, watched TV when you, it was, it was great. Went to games when they were had home games. It was really, really nice. It got my mind off things. You say it so casually, it just makes me, I'm like, wow, that's (laughs) so awesome. If you know Scotty Upshaw, that's how he is, man. He's just a regular guy. He's a special guy, but he's just like a neighborhood guy. He's just like anybody that I grew up with. Um, And the the last, the day that I was leaving St. Louis, they were hitting the road and he woke up, I think it was like maybe 6.30 in the morning and he knows I'm not the greatest morning person. So he told me the night before, hey, listen, I'm going to take off in the morning, but uh, have a safe flight back. We'll talk tomorrow. And I said, okay. So I woke up, I don't know, maybe 8.30 or something. Um, and I get out of bed and I open the door to go outside and he had this ping pong table uh, in the living room right outside of my, my the guest room. And there was an envelope sitting, sitting on the table and um, there was a note, a handwritten note which I still have. And it was a, it was a personal message from him to me. Um, it was, it was, it was an incredible letter and there was $5,000 in cash in the envelope. Um, you know, I had lost everything. 
there was five thousand dollars in cash in this envelope, and the, in the letter he said, "Listen, uh, this is not a loan. This is just for you. Get by this next couple of months. Just, I love you, and I'm here for you. Whatever you need." And that's the kind of guy he is. And I don't know how many I, I don't know how many people have friends in their lives that can do something like that for them. But I, it, it makes me realize how lucky I am, truly to have people like Scotty and he's not the only one. There's a lot of people in my life and in our group that have done things for me to help me get back on my feet. Um, but that's just one part of the, of the story to me trying to get my mind right and to recognize what I do have in my life and um, how lucky I am in my own way. Um, and it, slowly but surely I, I, I got myself back on my feet and I, 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 I focused on work and trying to figure out what my next step was professionally. Uh, it took a long time. Um, and then by the grace of God, this unbelievably lucky experience or, or event happened when with the St. Louis blues in Philadelphia, when I took them to that bar and the next day they started playing this, the play Gloria song, which we were playing at, at our bar in Philadelphia, our, our members only club in Philadelphia. And, they went from last to first, and I mean, you know the story. Yeah, can you can you expand that? Yeah, can you expand on that for the for the listeners? I'd love for them to know how you went from the play Gloria moment um, to the Stanley Stanley Cup. I read the story and I was like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah, so um, so one of my best friends from Philadelphia is a member of uh, at this private club called the Jacks. It's in South Philadelphia. It's a little corner bar. It's members only. It's they're 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 a big group of good friends that are you know basically just members of this bar. Hmm. Um, and uh, the, the Blues were coming to Philadelphia to, to play the Flyers and the night before there was the the, the Eagles were playing a, a playoff game and a bunch of my boys on the Blues said hey Flyers we don't know what to do like well, where should we go in Philly let's go watch this game together it's going to be cool and we're in Philly there's an Eagles playoff game um, and so I said you know what let's, let me see if I can bring you guys to this this private bar it, It'll be so cool. It's a neighborhood bar. It's nothing sexy, but yeah, um, it, but it'll be cool. And uh, obviously, the guys were like 100%. Yeah, let's do it. So I brought them there. And on their way, I think I got a text message from Bortuzzo saying, hey, are we in the right area? Like, we're a little nervous here. If you're, if you've never been to South Philly and, and you don't know where you are, you could maybe get a little intimidated. Um, but it was uh, – they showed up and, and everyone – you know, our whole bar was packed and they gave them a – big grand welcoming and we had a great time it was a, it was an amazing time and we have a dj and he kept playing music and they, they played the song you know gloria and and uh, i believe it was robbie fabry kept saying you know i love that song play play gloria play gloria and uh and we just had a great time the eagles mm-hmm. won everyone's in a great mood and um steiner looked at me and said hey man he's like we need we need we need anything. To, we need to start winning. We're in last place. Um, we're play the song in the locker room. See what happens. It's a joke. And they ended up winning. Winning the next day against the Flyers, three um, nothing. Bennington played his first game. Got a shutout in his first game, which was super cool. Um, and one thing led to another, and they just kept winning, and they just kept winning, and um, they climbed out of the cellar, and they somehow made the playoffs. I mean, if, if anyone knows anything about the NHL, when you're dead last in the league, to climb out of the cellar and to make a playoff, be, uh, uh, become a playoff team because of the way the point system works with you know getting points in a tie or to go to overtime, it's hard to jump that many teams. And they played that well where they were able to jump so many teams and actually make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, play Gloria, the whole theme of Play Gloria took off like wildfire. Um, I went on... Paul Bizonette and Ryan Whitney asked me to come on to spit and chicklets um, and tell my story, which I did, which obviously really helped catapult that whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, again, again, there's the playoffs and they made a deep run and they made it to the finals and they ended up winning the whole damn thing, which is just, I mean, if, if it's not, if it's not the craziest story of all time in the NHL, it's one of them. Um, That's it really mind is. blowing. And, yeah. and I got, I got to be a part of the whole thing and, they, they treated me like family, the whole team. And I, I was there. I, I, I got to witness them winning the cup in game seven against the Boston Bruins and in Boston. I was on the ice with them and back in the locker room with them. And it was just, it was an incredible, incredible experience. Um, the guys, I was on Bortuzzo's float in the parade. Um, 
on the team plane from St. Louis after the parade to Vegas. Um, the only one that wasn't on the team on that plane. Um, we had an unbelievable weekend in Vegas celebrating. We had a cup with us. It was so cool. It was just such a cool experience. Um, I almost feel like I don't, I didn't deserve to be a part of all that. You know, it's a very, it's a fraternity to be on the team and blood, sweat and tears. And you know, I wasn't really on the team, but you know, there's a bunch of guys on the team that say, Hey flowers, you're with us. You're part of this story this year. This play Gloria thing was real. It's, it, 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 it was a big part of, of, of helping us win. And you're with us. And, and they kept me, they kept me around through the whole entire process of uh, the celebration and everything. And being in the parade was just the coolest thing. I, I can't think of a cooler thing in my life. I was in the parade on Fortuzo's float. It was magical, man. It was magical. Wow. That, that's just, <laughs> it's crazy. I, yeah. it's crazy. I, 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 sometimes I can't even, I don't even believe it. Yeah. I'm getting chills just hearing about it. Like it's mind blowing. Um, and I mean, you were the catalyst, man. Like you were the catalyst. Um, you sent the event that made it happen. You bought the, you brought the energy to the locker room. So, so you got to give yourself credit where it's due. You know, you belonged on that flow. You belong there. So you got to give yourself that credit. Um, I want to take a, take a, take a little step back from what you said earlier, because, um, you know, you said you were given $5,000 and I, and I want to kind of talk about the business aspect of it. So you have five, $5,000 in your pocket. You're starting fresh. Um, what are you thinking? Like, what's your mindset to, to build your way back up from a business standpoint? What are the steps that you needed to take, um, you know, to again, rebuild back the, everything that, that you had yeah. before? Well, again, remember, I mean, when, after Randy passed away, I, I literally had, it's a, it's a horrible story, but I had, you know, I had investment gold in our safe in Dallas that went missing. There was a lot of things that happened that I literally lost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had a nice apartment in Beverly Hills and I had bills to pay. And um, I just, the money was more about me not having the stress about making rent and eating for the next couple months. So, um, but that was before that was before I had to eventually come to terms with the fact that I had to file bankruptcy and truly, truly start over. You know, I had credit card bills that were mounting up, and um, I just wasn't able to sustain any of it. And and I had to, I months later, I had to eventually, like I said, claim bankruptcy and and start all over. And um, I eventually moved back east to be closer to family for a year. Um, in Philadelphia and I was back and forth in Philly, New York. And I was still obviously, look, I, I, I'm in a business where I can kind of work from my phone so I can work remotely from anywhere. Um, and so I just, I just continued to try to push um, and be available to clients and uh, to people when they wanted watches or diamonds or engagement rings again, because I can, you know, in today's day and age, you don't have to walk into a jewelry store to get an engagement ring made. You need to just have someone that you know and trust that knows what they're doing like myself. Um, and we can work over the phone with pictures and videos. Um, so I, I just continued to push uh, to do that and to just try to make a little bit of money here and there. Um, but again, after the filing and after kind of resetting, me going back to Philly is why this whole thing happened. I mean, I was in Philly. They went to Philly. They were like, hey, let's, let's go watch this game somewhere. So I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how in depth to look at the the energies or, or I don't know if there was something else that played a hand in this whole story. Um, but had I not gone back East and, and, and had to reset, maybe this would have never happened. I, I don't know. I, this whole, this whole journey for me has been life changing and eye opening in ways that I, I, I never, thought that I'd be, you know, think that I, I never see my life turning out this way. And I never thought it would, things could get better like this, but I just truly did try to stay positive um, and just hope that things would get better and continue to be around good people, people that I loved and kept in touch with people, my good friends and they, they all stuck by my side. And I don't know, the whole thing just, I'm just very lucky. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. I had a feeling that you were going to say lucky and I think that luck is an interesting concept and an interesting word, but I find that, um, for me, when I think about luck and, you know, I'm extremely lucky in, in certain areas, um, 
to me, it's also luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And totally. yeah, you've done that. You know, you put all the work in, you had the passion and it was just about rekindling that. Um, but again, from the, from the business standpoint, was your first kind of order of business to rebuy um, all of that gold and, you know, kind of the, the pieces that you needed um, to set off and, and be successful again? Or was there a different process this time for you to, to, to go no, back the, to where you were? No, the, 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 the process, I recognize that the process was going to be, it was going to be, it's on me. Right now it's time to not depend on other people. I depended on Randy for a lot of different things, um, especially as a businessman. Uh, he was a tremendous businessman uh, where I wasn't. Um, so it kind of forced me to say, okay, I got to stop depending on other people um, and depend on yourself. Educate yourself a little bit more. Um, dial it in, basically. Um, and so I recreated my company to Larry Flowers Jewelry. I... Uh, you know, I, I built a new website and I, um, I got a little, I, I put a little bit more, I put a little bit more energy into Instagram, um, getting nice photos and, and never, ever trying to overstate my pieces or meaning I didn't want to like put fake jewelry, professional pictures. I wanted to show my clients that what I had was real. That's really my hand. That's really my piece. Um, I wasn't trying to take pictures with Lamborghinis and pretend I was something that I'm not. I, I don't do that. That's not my thing. Um, and I, it, people kept telling me, you know, this is something that I've taken out of this whole entire last three years. People kept telling me that repetition, repetition, repetition is the most important it's the most important thing you can do as a businessman, as an entrepreneur. You need to just continue to push and things will eventually fall into place. Um, and I, being patient is not one of my virtues. I, it's never been. I've never been a patient person. Um, so it's something that I had to really learn to do um, and to become more patient. I, I, and it's, it's made me such a better person. It's made me more successful. Um, but I did, I, I, I really, I, I stuck to the game plan. I focused on Instagram. It's an incredible tool. Um, I, I would post as much as possible, but you know, I, and I kept it classy and um, anytime a, a guy in the NHL would buy something from me, I would always ask permission, but I, I, I would put a picture of them within the picture of the timepiece into my, into my feed, which I thought was really cool. I've never seen anything like that before. And I had this idea to do it and, when they said, most of them say, no problem, I'm happy to help. And when I do, I got tremendous feedback. And I think it kind of helped um, legitimize what I do for a living um, to people that just follow me randomly on Instagram. And I just, I, I pushed, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And um, everything kind of came together at the right time. And uh, things are, you know, I'm, I'm far from where I want to be, believe me, but things are starting to really come together. And um, I, I have to spend, I, now I have to spend a little bit less time trying to validate myself and more into just becoming the best businessman I can be. Hmm. I love how authentic you are, man. That's the thing. Like, it's like you see so many guys out here trying to make a quick buck. You see it on Instagram. You see them, you know, posing with the Lamborghinis, posing with the, with the models, like all of that. And then sooner or later they get busted, you know, sooner or later people realize that they're not authentic and that's when everything falls apart. That's when they lose it all. That you're, you're at a high for you know, a short amount of time, but then it just all goes out the window. Man, I live in LA. I've been in LA 16 years and I see it every day. It's, it's, it can be very sad. Um, there's a lot of amazing people, amazing people here in Los Angeles. Amazing. Uh, moving to LA has changed my life. Uh, the culture here is not exactly my cup of tea for the most part. Um, but it has, I, I spent my, I basically became an adult here in LA living here. I moved here after college and, um, but there's also a lot of there's a lot of things in this town that don't appeal to me. There's a lot of people that are trying to be something that they're not. And teach his own. I don't judge anybody. My father told me that when I was a young when I was a young kid. Never judge anybody, but and I don't. Um, but I knew what I wanted to be, and I knew what I didn't want to be, and I knew that I was so lucky to even have some people some the network that I have in professional sports that I had no room for error to pretend to be something that I'm not um, one false move, one wrong lie, one, anything. Um, mm -hmm. And then my, 
everything comes crumbling down. I wasn't prepared to sacrifice that. I'd rather do it the right way and take my time. And, and again, it all comes down to patience. And it's, there's one thing that I've truly taken out of this last three years. I, truly, truly, it's patience. I've learned, I'm learning to become more patient um, and to continue to just work hard. Um, I've, always, I, I've always thought things would come naturally to me and quickly, but that's not the way the world works. And I, I've had to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, life has given it all back to you in spades, right? You're, you've given so much of yourself um, to others and, you know, you're being yourself in the process. And so, you know, you're starting to receive some of that back and, and allows you to then pay it forward again, which, which I think is an awesome cycle, um, to be a part of for, for those listening that, you know, are at a tough point in their lives. Maybe they've lost quite a bit. Maybe they want to, um, you know, just really start from square one and, and build their lives back up, whether that means starting a business, starting an initiative, getting a job, um, becoming an entrepreneur, like what advice do you have for these individuals, um, young and old? My first piece of advice for someone that's going through hard times is truly, I I truly believe that it's gotta be, don't be afraid to talk to someone. It's hard to talk to someone about real problems, um, and open yourself up. Um, but it's so important for people to be able to ask for help. Um, I did, I, I, I did ask for help and I'm very, very lucky that I did that. I'm, I'm, people, people have a sense of pride where they f- sometimes feel like they don't want to bother someone else. But I mean, when you're talking about serious issues, whether it be mental health or business or financial, I mean, you've got to confide in the people that you know and love and trust the most. Um, I, I, to me, I think that's the most important thing. You know, I wish, I wish Randy would have talked to some people, including myself more. I mean, it was the the whole, the whole thing was a complete shock to everybody. Um, But again, I I think being able to talk to someone is is really, really important. Um, But I also think when it comes to business, I think it's about finding something that you enjoy doing. And that's another thing I think we've all heard. Um, or another someone to talk about when you do something that you love it's not really work um, the truth is is when I got into this business I, I didn't love it yet I mean I didn't I really didn't I was just something that I got into and and let's see where the chips fall you know um, and I learned to love it I, I learned to appreciate what I was doing I learned to appreciate diamonds and, and watches and really nice timepieces and custom jewelry um, but it, 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 it's not really all about the money uh, you know you I think to to kind of reset yourself and to find something that you're interested in, then it comes down to attacking it, coming coming up with a goal, a plan, and attacking it, figuring out how do I reach my goals. I mean, there's the old cliche that says you you can do anything you want, you can be anything you want. When you're down and out, those things don't mean anything to you. It's like yeah, yeah, it's just some that's that's someone that's made it that just likes to talk a big game, right? It makes themselves look good, but it is true. You know, if you really want something and you start to read on something and you start to educate yourself on something and you start to do the, the hard part, the, the work, the, the grind and learn the business um, and put yourself out there, um, it's going to work. You know, you, it, you can do anything that you really set your mind to. And I mean, I'm living proof. Listen, I was a, I was a below average student my whole life growing up. Uh, I love sports and I loved, I was a class clown and I was always a good kid, but I always got in trouble and um, I never took school seriously. I went to the university of Pittsburgh. I didn't get great, great grades. You know, when I left college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I moved to California six months after graduating college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and so I put myself, I put myself, I always say I put myself behind five, 10 years because I have spent more time meeting people and going out and networking and having fun. But all that's come back to really help me. And so that was my story. Um, everyone's different, but, but if, you know, if, if, if someone, if someone really is in a dark place and, and they're looking uh, to rebound or, or change their lives, I think it comes from within and you have to be able to talk to someone and you have to try to kind of go back to the drawing board. Yeah. You're living proof, man. You've done it. Um, 
been at the high, gone back to the bottom and, and lifted yourself back up. And, and that's something that I can really respect. And I, and I think, um, a lot of people listening can take a lot from what you've said today. No, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, absolutely. To build themselves back up, you know, and, and then fight through it and find what they're passionate for, passionate about, uh, learn to love something that they might not previously. Um, because I actually think that's very important. Like a lot of people just think, Oh, you know, I'm not passionate about this. I'm not passionate about that, but they just don't give it a chance. They don't have the patience. Like you said, um, you know, to really see it. I'm through. still learning that. Yeah. I'm still learning that patience thing, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So people that are listening that, that know who I am, they're probably laughing, but I've gotten so much better. Me too. Me too. That's one of my, honestly, personally, one of my flaws as well. So hearing you say that feels good because I know I'm not the only one and it's something, it's a constant struggle, but something that we work on. Um, and I mean, you said, you said, I believe you mentioned you're turning 41 next week. Yeah. Happy early birthday. Uh-huh. Um, Thanks, excited for you. And you said that, and it was, I, I found it interesting that you said that, you know, you're, you're not even near close where you want to get to. You have a lot left. And so um, I'll kind of end this off by asking you again, what I, what I ask every guest, which is, at this moment in time, what does success mean to you and what will it mean to you moving forward? It's a, it's a great question. Success to me would be obviously to continue to grow my business. Um, but it's not, it's really not about, about money. I'm sure I want to make money. Um, success to me is continuing to be a, as good a person as I can be. Um, I constantly try to improve myself. Um, there's so many things that I want to be better at personally um, within myself. Um, you know, continuing to just be a good family guy. Um, you know, hopefully having a family of my own one day. Um, continuing to maintain my relationships, which I value so much. Um, you know, just again, I, I think if I can, you know, there's there's probably five or six major areas of my life, you know, family and friends and business and health. And, um, you know, if I can improve on every one of those just a little bit every year, I think I am headed in the right direction. Awesome. I, I love that. Um, I love how you perfectly summed it all together. Where can people find you, um, learn about more about Larry's flowers, jewelry and, and learn more about you. Yeah. And no, I'm most active on Instagram, uh, Larry flowers, uh, jewelry, is my Instagram. My, my website's uh, www.larryflowers.com. Um, if you go on my Instagram and you want to reach out to me, you want to shoot me a DM, I reply to everyone. Um, and I'm happy to have a conversation. I'm happy to help with anything, whether it be jewelry related or if you have any questions about anything personal. I mean, I have people that reach out to me and just ask me personal questions, you know, random questions. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to have conversations with anybody, truly. Yeah. And I can confidently say, guys, if you're listening, I've looked at this guy's Instagram page, the time pieces, the jewelry on that page is insane. So if you need a link, um, you know who your man is. Um, I'll link everything in the show notes, Instagram website. That's all going to be there. Larry, it was an incredible conversation. I personally learned so much and, um, thank you for sharing the stories that you did. Um, I, I can't wait to, to release this one. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. So, you know, thank you so much for, for being a part I'm, of the show. I'm honored to be on your show and it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. My boy.